<laughs> yeah. That's right. Oh, yeah. Husk, what's up? Living your truth. I know what I want and I know what I need. Living my truth is really hard, but it's setting me free. Ain't got no time for the faking, cause the love is the point. The love, if they baby. knock me down, then I, I get up. Dust myself off, love myself in the best way. They want you to fall and have nothing to say. Don't make a move, don't make a move, don't make a sound. Don't make a sound. I've come too far, I've come too far to give up now. I know that's right. This is Living Your Truth with Tavares. Welcome back to the show. This is Living Your Truth with Tavares. How's everybody doing today on this lovely Saturday? Up top, I see y'all in the middle. What's happening? Down low, what it do? Today we are talking about love and pain. Yeah, I know, I know. You probably heard it before, but you ain't heard it from me. So I have had some experiences in love and sometimes there's been pain while in love and often I've confused, well, love and sex. I could be transparent and say that, right? Right. Okay. Am I alone? I don't think I'm alone. I don't think I'm alone at all. Love and pain. You know, love is a, is a four letter word. Nah, in all seriousness, love Love wins. I choose love. However, it's been a long road for me to get where I am today. And I've been able to get to where I am today through trial and error, like many people. I'm not going to sit here and act as if I have all the answers when it comes to love and pain. What I do know is that they don't have to exist in the same space, place, or even relationship. With my history and my upbringing, and y'all know I've been very transparent, um, I was exposed to a lot of negativity and, you know, violence. Um, And so as I grew up and was coming of age, um, I felt like I was definitely searching for love. But I was going about it in a very wrong way. There wasn't much depth. And when I think back to how I was moving as a young adult or a teenager, you know, 17, 18 and so on. um, I was looking to please and I believe I was looking to please in order to get love in return. As I stated before in earlier episodes, I've been fortunate to be in the company of some great women in my life. Women that I've dated, women that I can call friends, uh, women that I don't even speak to anymore and probably will never speak to again. Doesn't make them bad people. I'm just calling myself out. Um, I felt like, you know, when I look back on my life, I felt like I had no business being in a relationship. I even shared that with my therapist and she said, no. Don't go there. You know, everyone deserves to be in a good relationship. Everyone deserves to feel love, be loved, or love on someone else. And so for me, I just felt like if I was more together like I am now, back then, I wouldn't have gone through the trials or as many of them. Now, that probably sounds like regret. I don't really do regret. Um, Of course, there's things I would prefer to change decisions I've made and behavior I exemplified back then. Um, And we all know if we change one thing about our past, we have the chance, we, we risk the chance of changing everything. So when it came to love and pain, I was okay with those two existing in the same space, place and relationship. You know, it's not a good look when you go to bed mad at your partner because we don't know what the next day will bring. No one is guaranteed tomorrow. They say sleep is the closest thing to death. So you could imagine how you would feel if you went to bed upset, pissed off at your partner 
and the next morning you woke up, but they didn't. Let that sink in for a second for the people who like to argue before y'all go to bed. I've been there. It's not worth it. I've never lost anyone like that. However, I could only imagine the pain, confusion, detachment it would bring. In a loving relationship, we've all heard it. It's easy. Is it? How easy is it? Well, I'll tell you. It is as easy as you want to make it. If you're showing up every day for yourself, then you're showing up for your partner. You should be. Now, don't get the two confused because you can show up for yourself and not show up for your partner. And what I'm speaking on is showing up and being present, not only for self, but for you and your partner. Because through my experiences, you know, there was always a balance of love and pain. Now that I look back, I felt like I was drama prone, a.k.a. addicted to drama and didn't even know about it. But I felt like I always found myself in dramatic situations, conversations, being abrasive, being on edge. And then moments later, I'd be cool. I'd be all right. I now know that I was suffering from disorders a long time ago. Uh, and the reason I know this now is because I put forth the effort. I started focusing on me. I stopped looking to other people, women, to give me what I desired. And really, if I'm looking for love in you, then I better be looking for love in myself. In fact, I better be looking for love in me first. Because what good is it to look for love in someone else? There's a lot of y'all out there. I'm just calling myself out. Remember, we're all about inclusion here, not exclusion. My story and my truth is my truth. It's not to be contested the same way I wouldn't contest your truth. See, in my relationships, old relationships, past relationships, um, I was argumentative. I was told I was controlling and I didn't realize it. But again, looking back, see, there's attitudes and there's ways of executing certain uh, let's just say things that I like to get done. And so um, being a natural leader, I can easily move into a space where I can commandeer a conversation. Perhaps I can take over the directions that are being issued for us to get to, you know, point A or point B. The point that I'm making is I was domineering and didn't understand it. And dominance has no place in love. Because love is a partnership, right? Right. It's not a one-sided street. It's a two-way street. And if you're in love and you're moving fast, then hey, it's an expressway. Nothing wrong with that. But love and pain, see, when they exist, coexist in the same space, you know, for me, it would murk up the water. It would make things cloudy. It would provide confusion, not only for me, but for my partners at the time. And many times, you know, I didn't care. I would just move past it, not realizing that I was digging myself into a ditch only for me to have to dig out of it later. But I was more into what was going on in the present moment. I wanted to know, were you in love with me for me or were you in love with me for opportunity? Hmm. That's what I would focus on at times. See, I was the individual who would self-sabotage and not realize it because I was used to, well, my old relationships. You know, what do they say? Old routines or old habits die hard. Well, it's a trip when you get into a new relationship. Everyone has the honeymoon period, right? It's all kissy, kissy, facey, facey, right? It's all LOLs and all that good stuff that we do when we're in love. We send messages, we send texts. We, you know, we get a little risque with the text. You get where I'm going. For myself, though, I didn't feel like I deserved to be loved. Therefore, my actions would basically show that. Like I'd say I'm in love, but my actions were quite the contrary. And so I started to realize, but not taking it serious, I started to realize that I was possibly going into, you know, I had like a 
like a like a routine uh, and not the kind of routine that y'all have known me to be known for, which is the gym, meditation, etc. This was a different type of routine. This was a routine where I'd come into the relationship. Everything was kissy, kissy, facey, facey. And after so many months, it would level out. And then I would notice my irritability start to tick up. Or I would notice that I was complaining about stupid things, minute things, things that weren't even worth complaining. But because of my troubled past and not understanding completely where I came from, there were habits, there were influences that impeded my process, my development process as a human being, as a man. And so I would, well, turn to the drama because the drama made me feel alive. I know that's a mouthful right there, but it's true. See, you are what you consume. So if I'm a child consuming negativity, violence, then as I grow up, those thoughts may be stuck in time at the time that I'm influenced by them as a child. But you guessed it. They will show themselves later. This is Living Your Truth with Tavares. We'll be right back. Sit tight. We're paying some bills and we'll be right back. Welcome back to the show. This is Living Your Truth with Tavares. How y'all doing today? Every Saturday, real quick, I want to say thank you and thank you and thank you to each and every single one of y'all who are tuning in right now from your car, from your home, from the islands, from a beach. Maybe you're on your way to work. Maybe you're at work. Thank you for being here with us as you are every Saturday. Today, we're talking about love and pain. And my good friend, Tony Robbins, I'm gonna, I want to go ahead, shout out Tony Robbins real quick. But, you know, I wanted to touch on an article that he wrote and it's called How to Let Go, 13 Ways to Move On from a Relationship for Good. Now, I'm only going to touch on this because I feel like, you know, it's necessary to take a little bit of a deeper dive into the things that may get in the way of us letting go of people that are either bad for us or we are bad for. See, we've all had an ex that we can get that we can't get out of our minds, a harmful friendship or even family members who are toxic. And a lot of the times we can't learn how to let go of people like that. And that's because sometimes the issue is within ourselves. In this case, I'm speaking about me. Again, I feel like I'm a lover in my core. Um, that's what I like to promote. That is what I like to engage in. I haven't always been this way. However, I'm very happy to be here now. Why is it hard Letting go. Well, people often relinquish a lot of power to the other person, their partner. And when that happens, you know, it can make us feel a little empty when they leave us. It can make us feel a little anxiety. Mm-hmm, for sure. We can become worrisome. Uh, let me read on something real quick. Why do we have so much trouble learning how to get, how to let go of someone we love? We like to hold on to things, situations, and especially people because they fulfill our need for certainty. Certainty is one of the six human needs that drive every decision we make. Letting go and moving on from a relationship often entails a large amount of uncertainty. Even if your relationship has reached its conclusion or one or both of you are unhappy, there is still an amount of certainty there that can make it hard to know when to let go of a relationship. Absolutely. Shout Tony Robbins. Thank you for that, my man. Yeah, it definitely comes with a, with a level of certainty because I was in a relationship before and um, I remember my ex telling me at the time, she said to me, um, you, it's your job to validate me. And I remember my immediate reaction was like, WTF, huh? I was like on my Scooby-Doo, you know? And I said, whoa, wait a minute. And this is before I was even where I am now, like many, many, many years ago. But that struck me as, well, a lot. It struck me as, okay, 
add pressure much and not throwing any shade at all. It was just different for me to hear that. I've never heard anyone be that vulnerable or is it vulnerability? I don't know. Still figuring that one out. But for right now, what I could say is my response was, no, it's not. It's your job to validate yourself as it is mine to validate me. And I'll just say that turned into a huge fight and argument. And that was, yeah. Anyways, we'll talk about that later. Um, Validation, self-validation comes from self. I just mentioned that earlier about, you know, if we're out there looking for love, if I'm out there looking for love, even respect. If I'm out there looking for respect, I should be coming to myself first for that respect. Because what good is it to go out there in the world and seek and search And then you think you have found it, right? Only to be let down. Only to still be in a position like I was of self-sabotage. See, because even if I allowed myself to go within the relationship and think, oh yeah, she loves me, she got me, she's giving me what I need. Well, that tank is going to run out, right? I'm going to run low eventually because what I'm looking for is not in that other person. What I'm looking for is within me. I'm the broken one. At least I didn't know that at the time. But now looking back, yeah, I definitely had, you know, some of my buckets were empty. I wasn't filling all all of my buckets up, so to speak. Right. You know, when we meet someone, some of us like to have these boxes that we check. Right. Attitude, personality, finances, car, home, future plans, etc. And sometimes we're so quick to overlook those boxes because of our desire to be loved, to be accepted, to be included, to be a part of the conversation and to have confirmation so that we don't run around with FOMO, fear of missing out. I know y'all heard that before. So when it comes to love and pain for myself, I had to figure out a way to rid the pain out of my life to rid the relationship of the pain. But I wasn't always so fortunate. I was not always so lucky. The relationships, they ran their course and we would both leave, you know, unhappy, not happy about the way things ended, not happy about maybe things that were said during the end of a relationship. Look, we all know how things can get very testy going or on the way out of a relationship going back into a single life. And that is where you got the certainty versus the uncertainty. See, when you're out of the relationship or or when you're about to be out, that's when that uncertainty sets in, right? Starting over. I know for me, that was one of my first thoughts. I was like, damn, I gotta start over again? Yeah, Mm mm-hmm. Because you didn't get it right the first time. This is Living Your Truth with Tavares. We'll be right back. Hey, you guys, Tavares here from Living Your Truth Podcast. I just wanted to say thank you so much to everybody who is on social media showing love. If you've liked a picture on Instagram or you liked a post on Facebook or Twitter, I see y'all. We appreciate it over here. Absolutely appreciate it because that's your time and that's your energy. Please Also, be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast at. That is important. I want everyone to have access to the show, and I don't want you guys to miss any of the upcoming episodes ever. Set your alerts. Be sure to follow. We will follow back. Believe that. I will follow back. I will make sure. Okay? Excuse me. And real quick, I don't want to act like Things aren't happening over in Ukraine. Things are happening and they're bad. So I just want to send love and to let Ukraine know we stand with them. Welcome back to the show. This is Living Your Truth with Tavares. How's everyone doing today? We are talking about love and pain. Yeah, I know it's not always a fun subject, but it's necessary. At least for me, it is. See, I have to call myself out. That has become a part of my regimen. And 
it helps because it keeps me present with myself and it keeps me accountable. And yeah, sometimes it's uncomfortable calling myself out, but hey, I'd rather call myself out than someone else, right? Right. Back to my guy, Tony Robbins. Um, also, we may also use the past to justify our decisions. Remember, when you were rejected by several potential mates in high school or college, I who remembers that? Y'all remember that? I've had my share of rejection. And let me tell you something. I didn't do well with that. In fact, it would shut me down. I was already shy enough growing up. So it was very hard to talk to, you know, the ladies in the beginning. Um, and, you know, I remember the first young lady I kissed. <laughs> and let me tell you, behind that ball wall uh, at Ensenel. <laughs> Shout out Ensenel. Um, it was... Uh, it was an experience, nonetheless. And uh, the, how do you say? I was very proud of the accomplishment. Let's just say that. Now, that in itself wasn't enough for me to, you know, be the best boyfriend as time went on, right? Right, because remember, I was still looking for things. I was searching for things in other people. And that never is going to be a good look. Sometimes we truly do not want to let go of someone, but they want to let go of us. Mm. Yeah, different level of rejection right there. That's a different level right there. That's like you've already came over. Love is good. I like you. I don't like you no more. That's a tough one. And that's where I would fail. I was a bad breakupper, if that's a word. Uh, um wasn't good at it because I just didn't deal well with, again, hello, we just said it, rejection. And that's a different level of rejection. It's one thing to be rejected when you meet someone. Hey, how you doing? I'm good. You got a man? Yes. That's like, okay, not a big deal there because you kind of went into it on a 50-50 ball anyway. But after you spent time with someone and you've built a life with them, and you guys have gone on for more than a decade and the families have blended. And then they're like, I got to go find myself. That can be tough. And in my case, it was. It was excruciating. I felt like a building had been dropped on me because it came right after we celebrated a 10 year anniversary. Ah, yeah. See, these are the things you just don't see coming. This is why I talk about loving yourself first, right? Before we go out into the world and we look for love or respect or camaraderie or support or comfort. Now, if you're into booty calls, that may work for you. No shade there. It's all good. Do your thing. Just understand that you're leaving a piece of your soul behind every single time that you're going to have to regain later on in life. So why not get it right now as opposed to getting it right later? Hmm. Yeah. And look, after that, you got signs when you need to let go of someone. And we often ignore the signs. I know I did. I know I did. And it's because I was selfish I wanted what I wanted. And in wanting what I wanted brought pain. Because here I am keeping someone where they don't want to be kept. And for so long, I was always saying, and I said this to probably a few exes, I am not in the business of keeping someone where they don't want to be kept. Is that right? Because I sure in the hell did have a hard time letting go. Mm-hmm. And in my case, because I had such a hard time letting go, things would get messy. I'm not proud of that. And that is why we're talking about love and pain today. Pain does not have to exist where love resides. And love doesn't have to reside where pain exists. It is up to us as the individual to set the tone, set the bar. We've all heard it. So why not make it happen? Back to my guy, Tony Robbins. Let me see here. He says, you're always wondering what could have been. That's the first sign you may need to let someone go right there. 
And I'm talking about after you've already had the discussion about going separate ways and you're kind of sitting there. Again, we're talking about uncertainty here, right? After the breakup, you go home, you're chilling, you know, you're doing whatever, cleaning the house. Song may come on, remind you of, you know, the person. And all of a sudden, what are you doing? You're wondering what could have been. And that will keep us attached to that person while that person has moved on. They're doing their thing. Meanwhile, they're living in your head rent free or in this case, my head rent free. Number two, you think of the person constantly or at time when you're when you'd rather not. That's another sign you need to let go. I just talked about that. Letting someone live in your head rent free. Now, look, I'm not saying don't think about the person that you care about. I'm just saying do your best to keep you first in those thoughts. Number three, you spend a lot of time reliving memories or looking them up on social media. How many of y'all doing this right now? Stop it. Stop it. I'm going to say it again. Stop it. It's not good for you. Why are you looking them up? Why are you trying to follow them when they're not even following you or following you? You know why? Because there's something inside that you have to work out. And you think they can give it to you. That's what I thought. And I'm not saying that you're like me or I'm like like you. I'm just saying there are similarities. Number four, you bring them up often when talking to friends. Man, man, I have been that guy. I've been that guy so much. So none of my fellas have to be that guy ever again. My ladies too. Look, I understand the heart wanting what it wants. I totally get it. Sometimes the heart wanting what it wants is not always good for the self. And that's why it can be so hard letting someone go. Have you ever stopped to think that letting them go is for you and not for them? Have you ever stopped to think that you are the prize and they are losing out on you? Or simply put, You two just don't match. Hmm? Maybe. Number five, when you're feeling down, they're the first person you think to call. Guilty again. And that's because of the mindset that I was operating from. Thinking that the other person had something for me to feel whole. No, no, no. No. That's when pain comes in. How do you ask? It just slides in. It creeps in like a thief in the night. Because when we do that and you call them, hey, how you doing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're like, yeah, what's up? And you're like, oh, I was just calling, you know, check on you and and see how things are. Yeah, I'm good. What do you want? That right there, whoo, stings, doesn't it? Mm Mm-hmm. You shouldn't have called them. Number seven, you make changes to your life or appearance to get them back. Don't ever... Let me rephrase that. I have done that before. Please don't ever do that. It was one of the biggest mistakes I ever made. I allowed this person, because they wanted to keep what we were doing private, I allowed them to change my name when they would speak to their family members, their cousins and et cetera. Thinking, you know what? I'm going to do whatever it takes to get her back. I'm going to do whatever it takes. It's not a good look and it wasn't a good look. And even as I say it to you right now, it wasn't cool that I put myself on the back burner like that. I never thought that would happen. I never thought that I would actually be that guy and be willing to do that thing. Number eight, you feel anxious or even angry when you see the person. Now, that's a definite, definite, definite sign that it's time to let go and move on. I've been there too. And it wasn't always about that individual that I was mad at. Since I've been in my therapy, since I've been doing my EMDR, since I've been speaking with my therapist on Wednesdays, I tell you, I have learned so, so much. And a lot of the way I was feeling, the anger, the negativity, that was all me. That was all me. I can say that now. 
because I've been doing the work. I'm looking back. I'm, I'm, I'm digging through my rubble, my stuff, stuff of the self. Because if I want to be the best versions of myself, I have to get my hands dirty with my mess. This is Living Your Truth with Tavares. We'll be right back. What you say? I heard it through the grapevine. Remember, practice positive self-talk. Treat yourself. Don't cheat yourself. Pussycat Perla here. Fluffy in the front, tight in the back. And if we going up, we going all the way up. You dig? Y'all check it here. Be sure to tune in every Saturday to new episodes of Living Your Truth with Tavares. You know what it is, baby. Pussycat Perla. Welcome back to the show. This is Living Your Truth with Tavares. I am him. We are here together. So that makes us we as in weeples. Today we're talking about love and pain. And uh, look, I'm going to jump back in right here. I think the last one is you blame them or want to get revenge for perceived slights. Ooh. Uh, yeah, being vindictive, being vengeful. I wasn't very successful at that. And what I mean is, even if I seeked revenge, even if I obtained revenge, I lost with revenge. And not only did I lose the person, <laughs> but I lost myself in the mix. See, we don't want to do that. We don't want to lose ourselves in the mix. It's love. It's not the end of your life. It's love. In love, when done right, it is easy. It is easy. Easier than love and pain. See, love and pain needs a balance of drama and no drama. But who is going to be very, very happy in a 50-50 relationship where it's like 50% of the time we got some drama and 50% of the time it's cool? Not terrific, but cool. See, there's no need for you or I to sell ourselves short. You will get what you want out of life. Just be what you want to attract. Be that. Look, if you want somebody who's into extreme sports and running and doing marathons and, you know, all kinds of cool outdoor activities, then maybe you got to put yourself in a position. Maybe you got to be in those environments. I'm just saying. That's what I mean by be what you want to attract. It's just that simple. And don't think that you can... Play the universe or yourself by trying to show one version of yourself to the outside world while being a completely different other person behind closed doors. That's not how it works either. See, good begets good. Evil begets evil. Therefore, if your energy is pure and legit, then I believe that it'll come back to you that way. At least for myself, I do believe that. And you know what? I feel like it's worked over the years for myself. And we also have to be mindful of who we are, right? We have to look at ourselves. Again, looking for what we need in other people is a recipe for pain. And not only pain for you, but pain for the other person too. Not a good look. We got to love ourselves. Everything has to come from the self first. Everything has to come from the self first. I want y'all to let that seep in. A lot of us are out here looking for things in other people. Uh-uh. That's not how it's done. Love yourself first. Back to my guy, Tony Robbins. Shout out to him again. What happens when you let go? I'm going to tell you. Breaking up with the partner or refusing to speak to a family member aren't the same thing as letting go. You can still feel love, resentment, and hostility that affect your decisions. You may feel all three. That means you're letting them call the shots instead of controlling your own life. And that never leads to happiness and fulfillment. Hello. I just broke that down. That's what I'm talking about. We have to pay attention to what we are seeking because chances are it's right inside of you. Learning how to let go of someone you love is the only way you can be the architect of your own life. Hello. Hello. Now, that's what I'm talking about. It's a big deal to understand that concept. See, 
you want to build yourself up to where you want to be. And you want to do that so that you're solid within yourself. And when you do attract that partner, you want them to be like, oh, okay. And guess what? Guess what? You want them to come to you the same way. And that's what I mean. Be what you want to attract. You will attract that. Simply put, if you're handling your business, you're crossing your T's, you dotting your I's, and you checking your boxes, the person that may come into your life can possibly mirror exactly what you're doing. And that's because you've put in the work. You've put in the work. How to let go of someone. Knowing you need to let go and actually letting go are two different things. Hello. Look, I've played the games. I've played the games. In fact, I played the game so much that when I was with my ex about 13 years, just over that, we took a break and I was like, can I do this? It was the hardest thing I ever had to do because I was used to things being done a certain way. She gave in to me. I gave in to her. However, I always wanted more than I was giving. I told you about how the pain creeps in. That's nothing but a recipe for pain. If I'm taking more than I'm giving, man, who's going to be happy with that? Think about it. No one. Because who operates like that? Unless you're settling for less. And in that case, there definitely has to be work done on the self. Right? Right. Recognize when it's time. Learning when it's time to let go is often the most difficult part of the process. But in many cases, it's necessary to let go in order to unlock the life you deserve. Man, that's what I'm talking about. Love and pain is like oil and water. They don't mix. Even if, look, you fight on Monday, make love on Tuesday, have dinner on Wednesday, fight again on Thursday, only to have makeup lovemaking on Friday, only to have another argument Saturday and not speak all day Sunday. That's an example of love and pain right there. And guess what? Guess what? It gets exhausting. It gets exhausting for not only you, but the other person. Therefore, you got two people running around exhausted in love. Huh? Ain't nobody in love. If both people are exhausted, no one's in love anymore. You've moved into the into the toleration zone is what I'll call that. You're both tolerating each other. That's just another level of pain. If you, if you ask me, that's how I look at that. Because I've been there. Nothing good comes from that. In fact, if anything, I believe that we were just avoiding the inevitable. Right? Right. Identifying, identify limiting beliefs. Do you have limiting beliefs? This is Living Your Truth with Tavares. We'll be right back. Hey, Tavares here from Living Your Truth with Tavares. Always take time for your mental health. You matter. You are very important. And many people love having you around. So take the time for your mental health. I know life can get crazy. I know we all get busy. I know we got to be here, there, here. Oh, yeah. And can't forget that meeting. I get it. But take the time to give yourself enough time so that you can cruise along into your day and about your day. There's no need to be playing catch up throughout the day. We all hate that feeling. I know I do. I can't stand rushing. It gets on my last nerve. So I do myself the honor and the privilege of giving myself a bit more time just so that I don't have to rush. There's no need to build up all that angst, all that cortisol inside your body, all that adrenaline. It's not good for you. So give yourself the time. And have a great day. We'll see you next week. Welcome back to the show. This is Living Your Truth with Tavares. Thank you guys so much for being here with me every Saturday. I really, really, really appreciate y'all. 
We are talking about love and pain and how they have a hard time existing in the same space, place and relationship. One thing you can do is change your story. What does that mean, you ask? Your story is what you tell yourself to justify your decisions and is based on your limiting beliefs. For example, you tell yourself you can't have a successful relationship because of how you grew up. This has been one of my limiting beliefs, has, past tense, until, well, until I got married. And before I got married, I had to do the self-work. I could not get married to my beautiful wife without doing the work. And I'm still doing the work. She's even doing her own work. See, that's how we continue to grow in unison together and as individuals. We bring that back to the relationship. The stronger we are as individuals within the self, oh man, the stronger we will be as a union and love within the marriage. That is love. When it comes to the choices we make, sometimes love can lead to pain. And sometimes pain can lead to love. I'm an optimistic person. I mean, I've seen weirder things happen, right? Right. Stop the blame game. Letting go of someone you love doesn't mean you have to negate the truth, but don't let it influence your path. It is human nature to point the finger at someone else or a past incident instead of ourselves. Hello, if you've been listening and you've been locked in, and I know y'all have, then you know I just talked about that. I'm guilty of that too. It is so much easier to point the finger and say, you did this to me. You did that to me. It wasn't my fault. I did this. And that's why you did that. Look, the blame game don't do nothing but get people pissed off and upset and annoyed with each, with each other. And eventually it escalates or may escalate and it can turn into just nastier negative energy that really, in my opinion... When I've been a part of that situation or scenario, I'm a very energetic person. I'm a passionate person. So that energy, it wouldn't leave me right away. It would reside on my body, within my, you know, within my tissues. And I could feel it, that anxiety, that angst. Maybe it's cortisol built up. Yeah, all that stuff takes a while to go away. Like when I, like when I would get upset or get pissed off, over stupid things. It wasn't so much the act that I was getting mad. It was the things that followed after. It would take me like an hour or two just to like decompress. And that in itself is also exhausting. And then, yep, pain creeps in right there. See, it's not just the pain that we may put on someone else. It's the pain that we also will feel. Because of the, of the decisions that we've made, or in this case, that I have made. I felt a lot of pain over the years. Pain for myself, pain for the other person. I would second guess myself as a person. You know, I'm not deserving of this or that. And so that is what that has, that also, in addition to other things, prompted me to really go deep within and do the work. Embrace the F word. No, it's not that word. It's forgiveness. Going your separate ways does not have to be an experience filled with anger or judgment. When you recognize that the person is preventing you from growing or achieving your dreams, you can forgive them and also forgive yourself for any pain the separation may cause and wish them the best for the future. Yeah, that wasn't me. <laughs> Just being 100. It wasn't me. And I'm not laughing at that. I'm laughing at myself because I'm in that space now where I can actually do that. I wasn't good at the breakup. You weren't about to get the whole good luck. Wish you the best, babe. You weren't getting that from me. But that's because I was broken within myself. I didn't feel I deserved that for me. So why would I suggest you ride off into the sunset and have a beautiful life? Because I'm the one over here hurt, right? It's all about me. The word that comes to mind when I hear that is selfish. And I was selfish. 
Very selfish. In fact, I recall when my ex actually said, you know what? I got to go find out who I am. I recall thinking to myself, who have you been then for the last decade? See, that's a remark you make when you're selfish, when you're thinking about yourself. And that's who I was thinking about. I wasn't thinking about her. I was thinking about, damn, you're about to interrupt my life because you don't know who you are. See, what I should have did was just stay quiet and just let what she said land. But I didn't do that. I responded. Why? Because I was in pain over what she said. Yeah. So love and pain. Yeah. I keep saying it. I'll say it again. They don't really exist in the same space. I mean, they can. But then what are you really risking? Is it yourself? Is it your happiness? Is it your mind? Is it your ability to love, to be affectionate, to comfort your partner? It's important to love the self. Absolutely, undeniably. And the last one I'll leave y'all with is master your emotions. When a relationship ends, it's common to feel incredible amounts of anger and resentment, especially if you are not the one who decided to end it. Woo! Hello. God, it always stings much more when someone else ends it, doesn't it? Yeah. But like I said, it's up to us how we want to perceive that. It could be a great thing or it could be a horrible thing. And that comes down to the self. What are you looking for for yourself? What do you see for yourself in the future? Is this person the one you really think you should be with? Or is it because you're infatuated and they do them things you like to be done to you? Or maybe you're just comfortable with this person. Huh? Or maybe... You're with them out of convenience. Hmm. Yeah. If you have questions, comments, or concerns, or just want to say hello, please feel free to email me at livingyourtruthpodcast at gmail.com. If you are on the Twitter, as I say, we are at L-I-V-I-N-U-R Truth. And if you're on TikTok, Instagram, or Facebook, we are at Living Your Truth Podcast. This was a good show today, as they all are, but this one, definitely. Love and pain. Look, you're worthy of love, and you don't deserve to have pain within your love if you don't want it there. Okay? All right now. Until the next time, be the best versions of yourself and live your truth. Peace. Next time on Living Your Truth with Tavares. Making you happy. What matters to you is important, right? On the next Living Your Truth with Tavares. I believe when it comes to being the best at anything, whether it's the best ball player, basketball, football, or the best golfer, I believe it starts with just wanting to be the best self, the best you. When you're the best you, anything you do will have the best of you infused into it. Therefore, if it's football, making you the best football player. If it's baseball, making you the best baseball player. If it's hockey, making you the best hockey player. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with aspiring to be the best of anything. But we should absolutely be mindful and be sure that when we make those wishes and we create those dreams, that being the best self should be at the center of it. That's because when it comes down to it, you're not always going to be a basketball player. You're not always going to be a football player. You're not always going to be a hockey You know what I'm saying? Like, you're not always going to be these things, but what you will always be 
is you. Now, those versions will evolve as they should. And so therefore, being your best self while being you and you going through life and life's evolutions. One thing we could all rest assured is that if we bring our best self because we're being our best selves, then we are going to go through life as our best self. That's why I always aspire to be the best versions of myself every day. Not every day is the same. I feel like I fall short sometimes, but that's where I hold myself. That's how I am accountable to me. It may be different for you and that's okay, as it should be. But I'm here to inspire and to motivate and to create spaces and safe places for people to be their absolute best and to invite them to always invite themselves to be their absolute best. There is absolutely nothing wrong with aspiring to be the best versions of yourself. The rest will follow. And so I hope you've enjoyed this moment, this message from me to you. Until the next time, be the best versions of yourself and live your truth. Peace. Be sure to email us at livingyourtruthpodcast at gmail.com. And if you're on Twitter, we are at L-I-V-I-N-U-R Truth. And if you're on TikTok, Instagram, or Facebook, we are at Living Your Truth Podcast. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Oh, yeah. Husk. What's up? Living your truth. I know what I want and I know what I need. Living my truth is really hard, but it's setting me free. Ain't got no time for the faking, cause the love is the point. If they knock me down, then I, I get up, dust myself off, love myself in the best way. They want you to fall and have nothing to say. Don't make a move, don't make a move, don't make a sound. Don't make a sound. I've come too far, I've come too far to give up now. I know that's right. This is Living Your Truth with